Welcome back to tonight's intermission report. It's game one of the Hockey's first round. Merrimack hosting UNH uh, here at Lawler Rink. And uh, joining us are actually talking before the game. It's Mike, Mike Murphy, the play-by-play voice of UNH Hockey and also recently named the New Hampshire Sportscaster of the Year. Had to be a nice honor for you, Mike. It is, Mike. Thanks for having me here. And, uh, yeah, still kind of on cloud nine after getting that phone call the other day. It's uh, it's always special to be, you know, admired by your peers and voted for such an honor. If, even if it's not deserved, I'll, I'll certainly accept. <laughs> yeah. uh, should be a good week. Weekend this weekend, uh, last weekend, I mean, last year, obviously, these teams met. Uh, very exciting series that went three games. Uh, second game, if I remember right, Merrimack had a win in overtime to force that that game three. And uh, this weekend looks like more of the same. It's very deja vu-esque. You know, we, we ended the season against Connecticut in the regular season not knowing, much like you guys didn't know last week in Vermont where you'd be. But it does end up exactly the way it was last year, 7 versus 10. Only difference is last year we had to play this first game on a Thursday night because the Merrimack was hosting the women's tournament, and the Wildcats got the, the jump out of the gate and won game one. But, hey, Merrimack fought back and won the series. So I expect similar. Um, not to say go ahead and make your reservations for Sunday yet, but uh, one thing about UNH, even when things haven't gone their way, and there's been a lot of that down the stretch here, they're in these games. They're in these games late. And that, that's the crazy thing about this league is uh, even the top team can get knocked off by the bottom team. Look at Boston College, for crying out loud. They were in first place all year long. Now they know they basically have to win this tournament if they want to get to the NCAAs. Uh, in terms of UNH, you know, you know, kind of you know, looking at this weekend, you know, so you throw everything out the window, everything that's happened. Yet at the same time, they're kind of coming in on different, uh, uh, different sorts of streaks. Merrimack six, six one and three in the last ten. I know UNH has been struggling. The big question is going to be, can they put that behind them and and just look at it as a new season? Do you think they can do that? That's the key. If Mike, they can decide, turn the switch back on. This is the playoffs. This is what people compete for. You know, you're an athlete. Uh, playoffs. Everyone loves March Madness, no matter what the sport. If they are still in the grind of a college hockey season, which is such a long season, and they've had so many guys banged up, they'll be in trouble. I think we'll know pretty early if they're in the game or not. A big key is getting Anthony Wise back. Freshman defenseman was out last week with a concussion. He makes such a difference on the blue line because they're not deep over there anyway, and he's a guy who can pretty much carry the puck from goal line to goal line, and he's tough to slow down. He's a good stick handler, and he's big. Without him, guys are at logging extra minutes, and it really makes them struggle on that side. Turnovers in their own zone that led to a number of opportunities, especially in the UConn series. Mike, Patrick Grasso scored four goals and two assists against Merrimack when we saw him up in Durham. How's he been since then, and how's his freshman season been as a whole? That was the highlight, for sure. That was an unbelievable uh, day, and he had a great start, and his numbers are still very good. But like a lot of freshman teams have scouted him, he's been slowed down a bit. When he is most effective, it's on the power play, because you get Kelleher and Grasso out there together. Uh, UNH had been skating three freshmen together most of the season, with Van Riemsdyk, Blackburn, and Grasso on the right wing. Shaking things up recently because of injuries to two forwards, no Marcus Vela, no Shane Eiserman. So Aaron Azarian, a sophomore, he, he bumps up to that number two line with Van Riemsdyk to the three line. Coach Humili thinks that line's coming together. They practice very well this week, so Grasso is going to be key. Uh, and of course, Merrimack's going to be keyed on the top line, the Kelleher line. So that second line that features Grasso will have to produce if the Wildcats are going to survive. Yeah, you mentioned the injuries, and obviously that's been a factor. I know what uh, you know. Unis has been able to score goals throughout the season. The question has been uh, keeping them off the board. Uh, how much have the in- injuries played a factor in that, and, and what will they have to do tonight and, and this weekend, really, you know, to be able to get back to what they were doing early, earlier in the season? Yeah, no doubt about it. They have to be able to protect Andy Taroni. Now, Taroni, his goals against average can be misleading because a lot of times he's been hung out to dry. Uh, but Dylan Maller is a senior. He missed a lot of time this year. He's got his legs on. Under him, 
and again, Wise. Uh, how good Wise will be? He just got cleared to practice a couple of days ago. Uh, if he's eager to go out and hit somebody early, you know, it could be trouble. But Matias Cleland's still there. He's an anchor, a guy who can be an offensive-minded guy, but also somebody who can take care of things. He and Cameron Marks have skated together all year long on that first defensive pairing. That's the side of the puck that has to be there for UNH. Too many costly turnovers near their own net have come back to bite them. How does the game change for UNH coming into the smaller rink like this? I know they know they they know the building. They play here every year. Although this season that hasn't been the case until now. At the same time, you know how will it change their game and what they'll need to do? Well, of course, the Olympic size at the Whittemore Center is very positive for your five, six, speedy Tyler Kelleher and Patrick Rasso. So you can't quite escape players on Merrimack as you can in a bigger rink. So it does make it more difficult. There's still tremendous players. Kelleher, the leading scorer in the country, but the smaller ice surface means there's not as much ground to cover if you're a Merrimack player looking to slow down those shifty, uh, shorter Wildcat players. You mentioned Tyler Kelleher. You've seen him all year. Uh, what's it been like watching him, and, and what, in your opinion, makes him so good? Well, he's one of those guys, and I hate to use the cliche, but I'll do it since you asked. It's the old <laughs> Bum Phillips cliche. Remember, Bum, he could take his and beat yours, then he'd take yours and beat his. And, what, and the Kelleher connection is he just, whoever skates with him becomes a better player. And last year it was Andrew Podorowski and Dan Corriale. This year, Michael McNicholas, Jason Savaggio, their games have elevated astronomically, and it's a direct result of having a playmaker like Kelleher. He just sees things well, such a smart player. Whenever the puck's on his stick, you may think nothing's developing, but he sees something, and he can also score his own goals. That makes him a pretty dynamic guy. I got a feeling special teams might be important. I mean, neither of these teams go to the box a lot. I think both coaches talked about it the other day on the conference call, but both teams actually, uh, if you look at the numbers, UNH has been there all season long on the power play. Merrimack struggled early on, but you, you look over the last 10 to 12 games when they've had this, this streak, the power play n- numbers are actually kind of similar, both around 24%. Uh, penalty kill has been where both teams have struggled a bit. It almost seems like if, if both teams can get going on the power play, it could be a long night for the goalies. Yeah, you got to stay out of the box. I know it's cliche again, but UNH... In addition to when they've allowed goals uh, on the power play, there's been so many times where they kill off a power play, but they don't quite clear the puck out of the zone. And so the other team, you get your fifth guy back, you're five on five, and they still end up giving up a goal because there's tired legs out there. When they're on the power play, and last week they didn't do as good a job, but up until then they were top ten in the country, and it's because of the guys I talked about, Grasso, Kelleher and McNicholas. Kelleher loves to get in the left circle and dish it to McNicholas at the bottom of the right circle. That's been the the money shot. We'll see if it comes to play here tonight, but uh, UNH needs to get a couple of those if they're going to be successful. Well, these playoff series can tend to be long. If it ends up being, uh, you know, two, three-game series, uh, what will be a key for UNH this weekend to come out with a victory? Well, keep staying healthy as you can, clearly, because uh, those guys in the defense, again, Maller and Wise, Maller's been playing, but that hip can flare up at any time. Wise with a concussion, you never know. I think he's gritty and he's trying to go there, and everybody else has nicks and bruises. But uh, they're going to have to get as much as they can from their best players. They're not that deep. I mean, anything you can get from the third and fourth line is fantastic, but in reality, you're going to need the star players to step up and put up big numbers if you're going to survive at a three-game series. All right, it should be a good one, Mike. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Uh, have a good call tonight. Enjoy it. Uh, it should be fun. We'll talk to you again soon. My pleasure. Thank you. And if it goes three games, it just means an extra day for me here at Lawler, and I always enjoy that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, sounds good. That's Mike Murphy. He's the play-by-play voice of UNH Hockey and also the New Hampshire Sportscaster of the Year. We'll be back with more right after this on our intermission report. This is Warrior Hockey.